The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, welcome to Roto World's Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Monday, November 7th, the start of week four of the NBA season. And today, we're going to be rounding up some of the news and key injury updates from over the weekend. Plus, we will have some updated waiver wire moves of note and some players to once again consider dropping all of that and more is coming up as I'm joined by Steve Alexander and Raphael Johnson. Guys, as we get ready for Check the scoreboard. 15 game Monday night here. Uh, that's going to be a it's going to be a fun one for whoever's writing player news blurbs on Roto World this evening. Who is that? Do we Pretty know? much all of us, I think. <laughs> yeah, I volunteered okay. for, for a couple games. So yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be Zach and I. Um, okay, I was not unaware of this 15 game nonsense yeah. until you just now broke it to me, Matt. The big, I, I know that's well, hard for you to believe. Yeah, well, you were also unaware that you were podcasting uh, here until 26 minutes ago. So, I mean, look, that's just kind of what we do here, right? On my well, days. yeah, I woke up in a panic. Uh, everybody would be happy to know my my alarm came through four minutes after I woke up and let me know Big that I was, I was podcasting today. So, I'd also like to give a little shout out to um, the Tennessee Titans and Paul George so that I don't have to explain... Uh, to my wife, why I have to sell one of my cars uh, today? <laughs> they they pulled me out of the gutter, Matt. It was amazing. gotcha. Amazing. That's congratulations. Thanks. Congratulations. Uh, all right, let's get into this. We got some injuries to talk about off the top here before we get into some other items on our list. Let's start with an injury in Toronto. Pascal Siakam, as you have probably heard, is out indefinitely due to a right adductor strain, according to Blake Murphy of Sportsnet. He's said to be reevaluated in two weeks. Now, enter possibly Christian Coloco. 11 points, 7 boards, 2 dimes, 6 blocks on Sunday, Raf. Uh, is, this, is this as simple as it looks where... Uh, run and grab Coloco if you had Siakam or just if you have a roster spot? I think it is pretty simple. Uh, he also played 31 minutes last night. Yeah, and That's encouraging when you consider the presence of Precious Achiwa and Chris Boucher. Mm-hmm. So I think if Coloco can get that type of playing time, he can be really helpful to a fancy roster, especially if you're in need of block shots. Um, the six blocks, as you mentioned, on Sunday – I'm not expecting too much from offensively, but the rebounds and the blocks are where I think you can get some value there. I'm going with my man, Chris Bosch, a.k.a. Chris Boucher. Sure, sure. Um, over Coloco, only because he he's getting stuff done in his limited minutes. Um, his body language is right this year. It seems like Nick Nurse likes him this year. Now, I do – I mean, I love that line by Coloco on Sunday. The 31 minutes, the six blocks, 11.7 boards, two assists. It's, it's all there. But the minutes were so shaky before that, I, I, I guess I'm not – I need to see it another time or two before I'm I'm all in. Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing about 
the thing about sorry i'm laughing because hollow man in the chat says i remember matt laughed at me when i mentioned coloco on friday we weren't in fairness we're laughing were you laughing at to, him matt were you laughing no at we were just like him? oh wow we were just like oh wow a coloco question that but i mean we were happy to answer it but he was i think he was one percent rostered at that time now he's up to 18 percent. so to your point steve uh boucher yeah Makes sense to have him, but he already kind of had that standalone value. Now, suddenly, we may see Coloco uh, get a big boost. And you will not find many guys on waivers who can get six blocks in any given game. So, yeah, I think we pick him up and see where it goes from here, even if the minutes could potentially be a little hit or miss there. Let's go to Phoenix now. Uh, Some rough injury news there. Cameron Johnson, who recently had that big 29-point game, has a torn meniscus and is headed for surgery. The timetable there is TBD and RAF just brutal news here. I mean, first things first, is there anywhere to really turn in fantasy? Because with Jay Crowder banished, we saw Torrey Craig start on Saturday, and he had a like decent stat line, but I think we've lived the Torrey Craig experience long enough to know we can't get too excited there. Yeah, I don't think there's a straightforward answer. You know, Craig would be the closest one to that because he's starting, but like you mentioned you pretty much know what you're going to get, and you're not expecting too much there. Uh, Dario Saric played 21 minutes, I want to say, on Saturday. Was mm-hmm. that a factor? This, was that a reason for this game being a blowout, or is he going to get that type of playing time moving forward? Yeah. I don't know there. We've got Josh Akogi. I think he's a poor man's version of Craig when it comes to fantasy value. You know you're not going to get much, so <laughs> why even go through it? Um, so, yeah, I don't really know if – there's one guy to take. I think, if anything, you're just hoping that Mikhail Bridges can pick up his production even more. Uh, I will say that the Cam Johnson injury is one of the sadder ones of this season for me because everything was coming together for him, and and he was he was starting to roll. I actually had Cam and Pascal Siakam in my FanDuel lineup uh, when they both went down on Friday night. So if you guys want to blame me for the those injuries i i can take it i'm kind of intrigued by the whole damian lee thing um 28 minutes didn't do a ton had that huge game to kick off the season uh, i think i'm keeping an eye on damian lee yes we have all run the gamut with tory craig matt but yeah he had a steal he had three blocks he had a three-pointer he had five rebounds he had four assists like yeah. Like, let's not just totally trash Tory Craig's no. gigantic 22-minute line on Sunday. No, it was a great line. I just, I think I, yeah, just don't And I think in DFS, like I, I think in DFS, if you can plug Tory Craig in there for 3700 bucks or whatever he costs, I mean, it's it's worth a flyer. Sure, sure. I don't, there's not any chance at this point that they're like, hey, uh, Jay, do you want to... Any interest in uh, coming out, coming back out there? I feel like someone's got to make an awkward phone call in Phoenix right now and see if they can mend things with Jay Crowder, right, Raph? I think that uh, ship has sailed, man. Yeah, that's yeah. I agree with that. All right, fair enough. I'm just yeah, it's it's a real bummer, like you said, Steve, because there just does not feel like an obvious kind of fantasy beneficiary here. Uh, first of all, and you know, fantasy managers waited out that. Uh, kind of minutes cap for Cam Johnson early. He was just getting going. The guy you drafted as a late round gem was just starting to look exactly like that. And now he's out for who knows how long. So it stinks. Um, some point guard related news. 
Damian Lillard, as of mon- uh, as of this taping, is questionable for Monday. That's one to keep on, keep an eye on. And Steve Clifford told Rod Boone of the Charlotte Observer that Lamella Ball is very close to returning, but he has been ruled out for Monday. Anyways, two big point guards getting close there, so we'll wait and see. But I want to turn some other point guard related news and this is not injury related this is Russell Westbrook has actually been playing relatively well off the bench for the Lakers his last five games off the bench 18.8 points 5.8 boards 7.2 dimes a steal 0.6 blocks two threes 50 percent from the floor 75 from the free throw line five turnovers per game uh what are your thoughts here Raph can we actually trust this version of uh Russ in fantasy I don't know if trust is the right word, but I'm coming around here. Uh, the turnovers yeah. are a concern, but sure. it seems to this point he's accepted the new role coming off the bench. Um, my one concern is that they're a bit banged up on the perimeter. Uh, Lonnie Walker injured his wrist during Sunday's loss to the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. He went back into the game, but I don't know, maybe what happens with Monday night. And also you've got Anthony Davis questionable, LeBron James probable. Is this a spot where they move Russ back into the starting lineup at Ooh. least for one game? That wouldn't be great, but no. I think with, with the new bench role, he's become somewhat relevant fantasy-wise after a really rough start to the season. Well, the the thing that blows me away about the Lakers, first of all, they're two and seven. They're they're still not winning games, even with Russ being better off the bench. But now Troy, they're trying to make Troy Brown Jr. relevant in the NBA, which you know, the Washington Wizards tried to do that for years and, and never could. And and somehow we tried for years on the waiver wire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And somehow it's it's all happening. Like Troy Brown Jr. is like I you have to think about picking him up, which is just weird to even say. And Roth, to your point about Lonnie Walker, he only played 19 minutes um, yeah. on Sunday. And I'm a little worried about his wrist as well. Um and Westbrook, you know, 19 and 10 with seven turnovers. Um, yeah, I, I I, mean, Westbrook's – I don't know that we need to spend a lot of time talking about him because he's rostered everywhere. But, you know, if you got right. him in this this move to the bench is, is actually a good thing for him. I mean yeah. – He's going to be better with the second unit than he than he was with the first. I think that's I think that's pretty clear. Man, to Raph's point though, I I want no part of him going back in that starting lineup as far as fantasy is, fantasy is concerned. This version <laughs> this version of Russ is just fine if you're rostering him. You know he's he's really only wrecking you in one of those three categories where he can kind of bring you down and turnovers. I mean that's okay. Five is a a just gigantic soul crushing number, but. Anyways, uh, yeah, let's just keep Russ right where he is right now. And also in L.A., if it's a Zubats, his early season surge continued with a couple of strong games over the weekend. That includes a 17-point, 15-rebound, four-block effort on Friday. That was his fourth game already with four or more blocks this season. Now, I think many of us were advocating for Zubats as a nice pick outside of the top 100 because he was a guy who had very little competition at his position, you know, a low end, solid, serviceable guy to draft. But man, he's been way better than expected through his first 10 games, 10.2 points, 11.3 boards, 0.6 steals, 2.6 blocks in 30 minutes. Steve, uh, is this, I mean, is this Zubats here to stay? Like what, what, what do you believe what you're seeing right now? Well, you know, Raf and I were on a podcast. I don't know. I, I assume you were also there, Matt. Um, maybe. Or maybe Raf and I were just talking uh, one night while we were working together. <laughs> with, I'm not sure. With which, microphones. But, 
yeah. he was like mm-hmm. this zubach thing is is fake he's never finished inside the top 100 he's like 50th right now or 60th or something and and the wheels are going to fall off and this is a, a sell high moment on zubach and i of course Raf's take- conference timeout Raf's conference Raf's conference 20 here what, yeah, Raph? this is a blatant exaggeration of what we said. <laughs> now, I didn't say anything about the wheels falling off, but I did mention the possibility of selling high at the time, but that was when we thought that Kawhi Leonard would be a relative constant in the lineup. Oof. Now that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, he's probably, he's going to be out tonight. There's no determination as to when he'll be able to return, and then you're looking at load management again. So I think at this point, the sell high opportunity for Zubats has kind of gone away. I think you have to hold on to him if you have him, because we don't know when what Leonard's going to be able to give them when he comes back. All right. Well, I, I can appreciate that. I like that take. The the thing is, is of course, I made, I did a video about selling high on Zubach. And, and he had 12 points and 18 boards on October 27th. And then on Thursday, on Sunday, October 30th, he had four points, six boards and two blocks. I was like, here it is. Everything that I imagined Roth said is coming to fruition. <laughs> uh, he, he's done. And then he had like five points and six boards and one block. So he's had a couple of weird off nights. Yeah, sure. He's also had a lot of really good nights. He, his last game, he had a block and three steals. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to, to the point of this whole story, he's never been – a top hundred guy in the past, but like Roth said, with Kawhi Leonard now being exactly who we thought he was and not playing, Zubac uh, looks like a keeper. He, he's going to have the probably the best year of his career this season. And look, I mean, last year he was ten point three points, eight point five boards, and a block. This year, the scoring is about the same. The boards are up a bit, and the blocks are up a lot. If there's one category, I'm a little skeptical on you know him keeping staying close to these levels. It's the blocks, but look, I mean, from two point six, you can fall off quite a bit and still be very valuable in that category. Yeah. We can cut those in half. I, I'll, you know what I mean. We might only get one point three per game, you know, which would be a slight improvement on last year. He would have to drop off a lot for that to happen. But even if he did, that's fine. You've got a double double guy with a block and change per game. Even that would be just real solid, considering where you drafted him. You know what's wild is he did not have a steal in any of his first six games, right? And since then yeah. he's gone steal, 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 three steals. So in four four games he has six steals. In six yeah. games he had zero. And those are pretty much gravy, I think, when it comes to this guy. Also, yeah. uh, as far as what you're expecting. So let's stick with the other guy you brought up, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, the timetable still unclear there. We did get an update last week via Om Young Misuk of ESPN uh, with Ty Lu saying Kawhi is, quote, doing better and moving in a positive direction. So uh, that's great, right? Uh, great news there, Raph. What, I mean, what? I don't know. I, feel, I mean, what do we do here? What's going it's like on? How, how fast is he moving in this positive direction? <laughs> yeah. Could be like a tortoise versus the hare type situation. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I tried to avoid Kawhi in, in all my drafts and was successful yep. in doing so. So Congratulations. if you're if yeah, thank you. Um if you have him rostered, you're hoping that it's sooner rather than later. But I don't know, but it's not like you can just drop the guy. You you just no. kinda have to hold out and wait and see what happens. And even then, you know, I thought Norman Powell was someone you can probably cover your bases with. He's really struggled to start this season. 
Yeah. Terrence Mann struggled as well. So you're in a tough spot if you had Leonard and you picked one of those two guys to kind of help cover your, cover yourself while he sits. Matt, do you know anyone who panic picked uh, Kawhi Leonard in any top of my head? Draft? No, I can't think of I can't think of anyone specifically who did that in a fourteen team company league where they had the number <laughs> one pick and then got to pick twenty nine and their queue had been decimated and they for some reason took Kawhi over some other very good players. No, nope, don't know anyone. Nobody uh, I know. Dude, the thing about that update from Ty Lue, it's it's the same update every time. Like, oh yeah, moving in a positive direction. Things are looking yes. up. He's got a great attitude. Um, where is Kawhi? Where is where is Kawhi Leonard? It's the same old, yeah, same old, same as it ever was. As the legendary David Byrne once said, Matt, uh, I, 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 I'm afraid I don't have a lot of pity for for people who drafted Kawhi Leonard because this is what he does. So. Yeah. Well, and you don't have Good that luck. much empathy in general as a human being. In fact, I mean, I'm really not a very empathetic <laughs> human being. Uh, um, yeah, you're right. You know, Raph, you mentioned covering your bases and you mentioned the guys who have not been coming through. I keep saying the one guy who is, I feel like, is Marcus Morris, um, yeah. who at least now, no, nothing close to what Kawhi would give you, but mm-hmm. I do think he's benefiting and playing 35 plus minutes lately. So I, I like him as kind of the the pivot to try to hold it down while you're yeah. while you're waiting patiently. Did you, so, did so patiently. you get him? Do you have him in that? No. In that and the funny thing about that team, I know no one wants to hear about this roster. <laughs> I actually like my roster in that league other than that one, 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 one thing. I think I had a pretty good draft. Like I like my team. I did just lose Siakam, so that's a bummer. But I got Coloco. So should I just give you guys a blow-by-blow blow of that roster? Should we just go, go down you spot got by Coloco. spot? Do a hard You've 15? got Coloco on that team. I did. I, mean, I did just pick up. That team sounds incredibly relevant to this podcast. It is. It is. It's intentional. I I, I didn't engineer all these podcasts to be about my one of my fantasy rosters. Um. All right. One other Western Conference trend that I wanted to cover: Jabari Smith Jr. has had some brutal shooting so far, as you may have noticed. Thirty point five three zero point five percent from the floor. Early on, on almost 12 attempts per game. What's the approach here, Raph? I mean, is this one as simple as it seems and just stay patient? We know he's better than this, and we think this is an early season outlier. Or do you see anything that alarms you? Um, I think you have to stay patient. But the thing is, like you said, he's been really bad in terms of percentages. Tari Eason's been a better rookie in terms of fantasy production thus far, and he's coming off the bench. So... I think with Smith, you, you're in a situation where you're, you're just going to have to deal with the, the low field goal percentage for now. Um, you could put him on your bench and wait for things to kind of turn around, but I don't think you can just drop him by any means. Um, that whole team has been really bad, as a matter of fact, so I don't really know. I don't know what's going on down there. Um, we knew that Houston wasn't going to be a very good team, but they aren't mm-hmm. developing, and, and that's a big concern. When you're talking about a rebuild, but we are, uh, but we we got Eric Gordon getting plenty of minutes, so that's the good news, Raph. Yeah. We've got to, <laughs> just hold the guy who holds it all together, Eric Gordon. Steve speeches. Yeah, well, I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. has been fun, and True. and been really good this season. Shingun, yeah, is actually doing what we thought he might do last year, so that's good. Um, 
That is cool. Jalen Green uh, has not not been doing what we thought he was going to do, but he was better, a little bit better in his last game. So uh, there's there's signs of hope down there. Um, they are one and nine. They are uh, currently one of the front runners in the Wemby sweepstakes. So there's that. But yeah, the um, if you drafted if you drafted him, it's just it's just stinks, and you can't really drop him. Uh, it, the good news: there's 15 games tonight. You can bench him, bench him tonight, and let's hope that's things, true. Let's hope things look better on uh, Tuesday. Here's here's my optimistic angle on this. Even with the awful shooting, this is still guys averaging around 11.6 boards, 1.2 blocks, 1.93s, and shooting 89% from the free throw line. So not everything is broken here. He's missing a bunch of shots, and this is a really, really, really good shooter in college, right? What do you shoot like forty-two percent on three-pointers? Yeah, uh, I, I, I think that there is a path for him to get that field goal percentage into the low forties uh, at some point here, and I think he's going to be plenty valuable. He'd be a buy low for me in fantasy. I really think he would. Now, not necessarily a buy low to uh, jam directly into your lineup, but a buy low to you know just stash and wait a couple weeks and hope yeah. it gets hope it gets better cuz you know I think really good player really really still like the player and it's not like everything is totally cratering it's just the field goal percentage now he did not play in his last game right he was Jabari was he, um he was sick I, I think, think he's fine I, I did look at this uh he he's had probable. an illness he's probable yeah, he's probable games. today yeah yeah illness illness not injury uh not in last game and did he shoot a combine oh boy look at these field goal <laughs> two for eight, two for eight, one for ten. Yeah, I mean, oh, bench, oh boy. bench on bench on fifteen game night. I would say is is a good call. And then if he goes for twenty and eight, you can say, oh, nice. And Man, he, I don't recall a, a fifteen game night in the history of me working for Roto World, which stems what? like twenty two years. The history of time. The history of time. And uh, usually that final Wednesday of the season, yeah. there's like fourteen, maybe thirteen, but a mm-hmm. fifth. Like every single team is playing tonight. It's crazy. It's crazy. There's some tough lineup decisions out there for people. I need to go. I need to go take a nap. <laughs> you do, but can we finish the podcast first? Oh, right, right. Start? Yeah. Let's do okay. That. <laughs> okay. All right. We have more to come, including some waiver wire leftovers, including a name in Houston and some potential drops. But first, a quick break. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May twelfth. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. 
Want to remind you to download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your telephone. It is available in your app store today. And just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in college football, on the PGA Tour, and in Premier League. There is also $100,000 up for grabs by guessing the outcome between the Chargers and 49ers in our Sunday Night 7 contest. Waiver wire leftovers. These are some names that we either did mention on Friday, but wanted to underline one more time, or names we didn't mention at all. And this is a guy that I feel like we mentioned every waiver wire podcast. We've also mentioned him on this podcast. It's Tari Eason, who had a big game Saturday, 17 points, six rebounds, two dimes, a steal, two triples. Uh, the minutes and points, Raph, in that game, the most of his young career, I just feel like with this team being as bad as they are, right, it's only a matter of time before Eason is consistently getting enough minutes to be like just a must play in fantasy, right? Yeah, I'd agree with that completely. I think, you know, um, as you mentioned, he's been playing better basketball. And I don't think Houston wants to go like one in 81 or anything like that. So he's going <laughs> to, he's going to get the be play bad. because bad for morale, bad for morale. Yeah, he's proven to be one of their better players thus far. So I think he's one that's worth picking up. I think KJ Martin's worth a look as well with Jabari struggles. So those are both two guys that you'd probably want to consider. I don't know about mm. tonight just because everyone's playing, but down yeah. the line, you know, later in the week, those are two guys you could probably consider for picking up and, and putting on the back end of your roster. Yeah, and Vorchik and BT Photo both pointed out that there are no games on Tuesday because of the election. Correct. Yeah. We knew. Yeah. Uh, but I still can't believe they stacked everybody on, on Monday instead of Monday and Wednesday. But um, – Matt, you mentioned Eric Gordon still plugging away for the Houston Rockets. Like he's the problem. Like he's the he's the reason that Tari Eason and KJ Martin are not automatic fantasy pickups because he's just out there clogging things up and slowing all the kids down. Uh, he's like the old man on his lawn chair screaming at the kids to get off his lawn. Like get him out of there. Send him to somebody who's trying to win a championship. Let these kids play. Because I feel like if you pick up Tari Eason right now and you plug him in there on Wednesday, he's going he's gonna to have a, a dud. It's going to be up and down, um, inconsistent. But, man, that, there's so much potential there. I think Tari Eason is going to blow up next year. Next year? What about this year? I, well, we're, we, we need this year, Steve. We're, uh, we're angling for this year. Well, I think he's going to really be the guy next year, man. I, I think tell you. I think another issue for this week is that they only play three games, so mm-hmm. I don't think you'd want to pick up Eason or even KJ Martin right now. But it's something where you watch them this week, and if they mm-hmm. both perform well, then you look at them for next week. I mean, I also think that Eason is the guy who I think he's like twenty three percent rostered in Yahoo. I, I just feel like. You, this is one where if you have the discipline to just keep him on your bench and say, yeah, it's not time yet, but I don't want to miss out on this one. Yeah. I think I think it's going to pay off, but you are going to have to look at some other players who are more productive this exact minute than him uh, mm-hmm. for a stretch, but I think it might pay off. 
Uh, Cam Thomas of the Nets has had two strong games in a row this weekend with Kyrie Irving suspended. In those two games, averaged 19 points, four boards, five dimes of steal, one and a half threes, 30 plus minutes. He's averaging those two games, 35% rostered. Steve, I think there was garbage time in one of those games, certainly, but Steve, it's feeling like uh, this is the contingency play, right? If uh, while Kyrie Irving's out, it's time. It is time. It's here. Uh, I picked him up everywhere I could, and it. We, I feel like this is Tori Eason last year, right? Like Cam Thomas has got to play. We need some more Cam Thomas minutes. Well, now we're getting him. He's here, and it's time. I'm I'm all in on Cam Thomas. DFS, fantasy, whatever. Yeah, it's funny that the increase in minutes came right after he posted on Instagram, you know, free CT because he wasn't playing. But it didn't make sense for Brooklyn to not play a first-round pick uh, to begin Mm -hmm. with, especially with their slow start. Why not see what you have there? Um, Kyrie getting suspended has opened the door for even more minutes for him. And – you know, it's not a guarantee that Kyrie's back after five games. You know, he's, he has conditions that he has to meet. So we could be looking at even longer of a stretch for Cam Thomas to be a viable fantasy guy. So, yeah, I'd be in favor of picking you up right now, too. Uh, Bones Highland missed a couple games recently with a hip injury. Now, he bookended those missed games with a big 26-point game and a big 24-point game. That's certainly the upside that we hope to see from Bones Highland uh, and long overdue if you drafted him. But Raph, do you see a higher ceiling for him consistently in the near future, or do you think we're just kind of living in a boomer bust reality with Bones? Yeah, it's boomer bust. A lot of the damage he did against the Spurs on Saturday was in garbage time. They kind of mm-hmm. blew that game open early. So right. I can't put too much into that. And you have to think that as the season progresses, we're only going to see even more of Jamal Murray in that starting role. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if you have Bones, you hold on to him, see where that can take you. But I'm not too convinced about his ceiling with Jamal Murray there. Yeah, it's funny. I've got bones on a couple of my rosters. And every Monday I feel like I'm like, ooh, who can I who can I pick up if I drop Bones Highland? And I look yeah. at the waiver yeah. wire and I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna keep him. I'm just gonna keep yeah. him. And I, I think that's sort of who he is at this point. I like the fact that he kind of blew up um in two straight games because he really wasn't doing a whole lot before that. So and the Nuggets, you know, the Nuggets are good. They're six and three. They're going to be winning a lot of games. Hopefully, he gets a lot of garbage time um, availability. And also, Jamal Murray is not exactly a picture of health. Like, who knows? Who knows how many games he'll play this season? So far, so good on that front. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm still optimistic about about old bones. Uh, don't get too excited about this next one. But Brandon Clark has picked up a little bit lately after a slow start 13 and 16 points in his last two games a total of five blocks got a season high 21 minutes for whatever that's worth on sunday now he's 58 percent roster but i have seen him get dropped in some leagues raf i mean is there anything to hang on to do you think with brandon clark a player we've liked but the minutes just haven't been there so far this year well steven adams injured his ankle during the win on sunday um he did Mm -hmm. return to that game but his comments about the ankle afterwards weren't too encouraging, you know, with regard to tonight's action. So I think Clark, I think people are a little too quick to drop him, especially if we don't know for sure if Adams is going to be available for tonight. Memphis has a four game week. So 
I think if, if Clark is hanging out in your waiver wire, I think he's worth a roll of the dice. You're not going to get too much mm-hmm. in terms of this scoring, but the rebounding and defensive potential would make him worthy of a look right now. Yeah, I think we were all fired up about Clark until they gave Santi Aldama his role, really. And, mm-hmm. and you know, with no Jaron Jackson Jr. there, it, was, it seemed like Clark was going to be the guy this year. You know, when we were looking at it in June or July, like, man, he's going to be a monster. But um, it just really hasn't happened because Aldama's getting those starters minutes and Clark is just kind of lost in the mix coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, the seven for eight game against the Wizards was very encouraging. He had 16 points, five boards, two blocks. Uh, we can build off that. I, I like how you, uh, they play four games this coming week. Them in Houston. Houston plays four, two, I think. Uh, Houston's got three, I thought. Like, uh, BT yeah. Photo sent me a note. Uh, Houston's got four next week. Oh, November 14th. Yeah. Is that, that is next week. That's, next That's week. not this yeah. week. That's next week. This week, this week, uh, Memphis has four. That's yeah. what we care about. So, um, I mean, Brandon Clark's worth a look if you've got, but you got to have somebody who's just a dog on your roster that you want to drop to make that work. Right. And by the way, Stephen Adams, who you just mentioned the other night, had a 13.19 rebound, four assists, two steal, two block game in 22 minutes. That That is getting some things done <laughs> in a short <laughs> amount of time. Uh, some players to maybe drop, and there I didn't see any glaring ones. We covered this in depth, uh, a bunch of uh, a bunch of names on a recent episode, but I do want to bring up a couple names to look at, guys. Uh, Alex Caruso had an incredible and really weird game on Sunday: four points, eleven rebounds, eleven assists, two steals, two blocks on one for eleven shooting. That's one of the strangest stat lines you'll see, and. His peripheral numbers are really good this year. Four assists, a steal and a half, a block. But but he's averaging just 5.2 points per game. So, I mean, in like a standard size league here, uh, what do you do, Steve? I mean, can you what, – what do you do with Caruso? It feels like a, a serious uh, kind of headache because you don't want to be starting a guy who's only getting you five points per game, but you don't want to leave stat lines like that sitting on the waiver wire either. And I think Levine was out in fairness, but I just – what do we do with this riddle? This this is seems like just a weird case to me this year. Well, Levine was out. And if Levine mm-hmm. is out, then Caruso's fine. And you yeah, want to roll yeah. with him. If Levine is playing, I don't think you want to mess with him. And that line is, is a weird stat line. Uh, I'll give you that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm more interested in like Pat, Pat Williams. If I'm looking at Chicago Bulls on the waiver wire, I, I need Levine to to get bad news before I'm going out to pick up Caruso. If you're looking for scoring from Alex Caruso, that might be a you problem as opposed <laughs> to a uh, a him problem because yeah. we pretty much yeah, know what fair. he is as a scorer at this point. So fair. the other stuff is what you're looking for with him. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but I mean, like even last year was seven point four points per game. You know, I mean, I can. I could potentially look at eight or nine points there if it's coming with like four assists and some steals, you know, but five, we're really pushing it with five and he has not had a double digit scoring game all season. So yeah, deeper league, I think a deeper league guy and, and a, like a plug and play kind of guy when Levine's out. Uh, Evan Fournier is 34% rostered. He's outside the top 209 category leagues. Raf, you're the Knicks expert. I mean, we're, there's no reason to hold him, right? But he, but some people are, right? We're, we can move on here, right? It's over. 
It's over. That's all I can say. It's over. I know Quentin Grimes is questionable tonight. Um, he started. He replaced Fournier in the starting lineup. And then when he sat on Saturday, Cam Reddish started and played 37 minutes. So yeah, unless we see Grimes get like a, a lengthy stretch of games where he's on the court and contributing, uh-huh. I don't think you touch anyone in that shooting guard role for the Knicks in fantasy. Well, and I feel like um, I read – I totally could have dream, dreamed this, but I feel like I read – a podcast that you and Raf were doing together. <laughs> I feel like, you may have heard this on a Raf-Steve podcast. I feel like Fournier was like the fourth guy off the bench when he got demoted. Like he, 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 yeah. They didn't even demote him into like fifth or sixth man – or sixth or seventh man role. It's more like eighth man. He only got 11 minutes last game. I'm with Roth. It is mm-hmm. over. You drop. If you haven't dropped Fernie yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Go pick up Caruso. Uh, one other name. This is an interesting one because I think for some people, he was a drop or, earlier in the season. Now it almost feels like he's trending toward being an ad. It's Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, first four games, single-digit points, but double digits in three of his last four. And those last four look a little bit more like the DFS, who is kind of a nice end-of-roster, deeper-league guy. Steve, as the Dallas Mavericks expert, what are your thoughts on uh, Dorian Finney-Smith and the direction he's headed? More of a more of a hold for you or waiting and seeing? Um, I, right on the line. One of, one of those guys that I think is just going to bounce on and off of waiver wires all year because, you know, you look at his last game, two threes, 11 points, four rebounds, one steal. That's it. Like, that's just not – that's not going to get it done. Um, mm-hmm. But the games before that, he was playing much better. Reggie Bullock is out there clogging things up. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie, they basically start a bunch of shooting guards on that team because Luka could be considered a shooting guard as well. DFS is kind of playing out of position. He's They're trying to play him big, um, power forward. But uh, I, I have not picked – Dorian Finney-Smith up anywhere. I, I'm not opposed to doing so, especially if they have a four-game week. Um, but he's just not – he's not um, a fantasy must-have player. He's got a cool nickname, DFS. <laughs> yeah, they got four games this week, which will help. But I think the other thing, he's still playing about 33 minutes per game, so – Mm-hmm. If you do have him, I think you hold him for that reason. You know, that you kind of figure he'll be out there enough to give you something. But I'm with Steve. I don't think he's someone that I'm going to rush to pick up, even with his recent, you know, turn in form. Uh, one more note, by the way, just bringing this kind of full circle to closer to where we started. It's a Kawhi Leonard update that hit the player news page just before we recorded here. Ty Lu said Sunday. So a more recent update. You ready? Mm-hmm. He said, there isn't really a time frame for his return. And then more of the quote, we knew coming off an ACL, it wasn't going to be a straight line. The biggest thing is he's progressing well. We're just going to follow the lead of our medical staff. We got to be smart about the situation. That does not sound like a guy who is particularly close to being back on the floor for LA. No. No. And that sounds like a typical... Uh, we all knew coming off the surgery that this was not going to be a straight line. Did we? Did we know that, Ty? I don't, if you did, coming off the surgery and coming off a very, very lengthy recovery too. By the way, it's not like he tore this thing eight months ago and was rushing back. So, yeah, not good times there. 
unfortunately, that's the note we're ending on, guys. That is going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a minute to rate and review us as well. We are here every Monday and Friday throughout the season, so we'll see you on Friday for some more waiver wire pickups. I want to say thanks to everyone for listening and watching live with us. Keep it tuned to the Roto World Player News page for all of your Kawhi Leonard and other news. Steve Raff, thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye, guys. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.